Good morning and welcome to worship here at Highland Valley United Methodist Church. We're so thankful that you have chosen to join us in person and online as we learn a little bit more about Jesus the Good Shepherd this morning. I want to invite you um, a couple things of ways that you can be in ministry with us here at Highland Valley. The first one is that if you will fill out your connect card um, with your name and so that we might celebrate your presence with us today. Um, it also helps us to keep in, um, tabs on who is here for our contact tracing in case there ever was a positive case. Um, but we're all here safely with masks on and social distance, doing our best to stay safe, but to realize that it is important and it is a good thing for us to be together as safely as we can. Um, one in, other invitation I'd like to invite you to is going to happen right after this service. As soon as we finish, we're going to invite you to join us in the gym um, as we first celebrate our children's building, um, newly renovated and, and set up for our children in their time of learning together. Um, we're going to be praying over that, that time and we invite you to be a part of that. We're going to be in the gym, spread out, and then right after that, we have our welcome lunch, um, welcoming the pastors. But we want to say we want to welcome you also um, to join us for that meal so that we might get to know you a little bit better. So those two things right after the service, our dedication and our lunch will be in the gym following the service. But again, it is good that you are here to see your faces and to be with you um, virtually as well. If you will, stand as you are able for our call to worship this morning. Jesus, the Good Shepherd, calls our names to come and follow him. His voice speaking our names draws us to him. We follow without fear, for the shepherd cares for us. Our hearts rejoice, and we can place our trust in the Good Shepherd. Come, let us enter the gate with thanksgiving. Let us go forth confidently with the songs of praise. Amen. Let us now sing our hymn of praise, Bless God's Holy Name.
may be seated. This morning we have a time of prayer together. This is our prayer of confession. If you will, please join me in saying this prayer together. Good Shepherd, we take your care for granted. In the midst of your many blessings, we complain of not having enough. In the presence of danger, we fail to trust your abiding love. When you set a table before us, we turn aside from you. Call us back into your care and help us trust your caring presence that our actions may proclaim your truth. Amen. Friends, hear this good news. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. God forgives our failures and calls us back into the flock. Amen. Today, as we gather together, we know that we come with lots of concerns, um, with, lot, with praises as we join in worship. We have a lot that we bring with us, but we know that God is faithful, that God hears us as we pray. Let us pray together. Lord, our Good Shepherd, we praise you for the ways that you guide us that you nudge us along when we need reminding and the ways that you help guide our steps and write our steps on the path with you. God, today we pray for all those who are grieving or experiencing loss. May they know your voice and hear you calling and drawing near to them in this time. For those who are sick or suffering, Lead them beside still waters, that they may drink and be made well. For those in times of transition, those seeking new jobs, those who are getting ready to go back to school, those who have already started school, God, remind us that you are with us, that your rod and your staff comfort us, and lead us close to these waters. Lord, we pray knowing that the number of cases continue to rise. We see more and more cases, more and more people that we know that are affected. We pray for those who are sick with this disease. We pray that you will anoint those who are our essential workers our medical professionals and their staff that care for those who are sick. Protect them and be with them, providing them endurance and hope in this time. God, we are thankful that we serve a God and love a God who loves us enough to walk with us, to guide us, and to protect us. And as we remember who you are, we also remember the prayer that Jesus taught us and pray that together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And at this time, I'm going to invite Miss Crystal up to share a little bit about our children's ministry. Good morning, everyone. I am Crystal Taylor, the Director of Children's Ministries at Highland Valley, and we are so thankful for your continued generosity, and I just want to speak to you personally about how grateful I am. Your commitment to um, tithing at church makes my ministry happen. So there are four main things that you do. When you give, you help with children's discipleship, vacation Bible school, Sunday school, children's church, all the things we do that pour Jesus into our youngest disciples happen because of your commitments. The second thing you do is you provide mission opportunities for our youngest disciples. OMP one-on-one, 101, Bible boot camp, trunk or treat, walk with Jesus, one starry night, all those opportunities where we invite the community in and celebrate with them, those are all because of your generous gifts. Another thing you do is you help us with supplies. We wouldn't have the Play-Doh and the slime and the glitter and the most importantly goldfish and fruit snacks. We would not have those important things. I think sometimes they, they come to church to hear about Jesus and get those fruit snacks. And we would not have those things if it weren't for your um, generous donations. But most importantly to me, and our parents here at Highland Valley is that you model good stewardship for our children. You are the example that our HV kids are following. They see you giving and you teach them what it means to give not only money, but your time, your talents, your gifts. You are constantly sharing that and pouring it into our HV kids. And by doing those things, you are modeling how important it is to give to our church. And you are showing them how important they are. And they love any time you can pour into them. So thank you for your generosity. You guys make all this possible. And as we're, we're thinking about giving this morning, there are lots of ways that you can give. You can go to our website. You can call, drop a check by the church. There are all kinds of ways that you can give, and we appreciate your donation and your support to Highland Valley Kids. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for this opportunity to come together, both virtually and in person. We thank you for all the gifts that make not just children's ministry, but all ministry possible at Highland Valley. We pray that you would guide us to use all of these gifts for the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Good morning. We are still in the season of taking back what we lost. We are, we had a rough go of it there for a little bit, but we're taking the joy back of being at Holland Valley. And this week, kids, I want you to think about what you're good at. And I know the list is long, but what are you good at? Is it a sport, an activity? Maybe it's a strength, like being a good friend. What are you good at and what makes you good? And I'll tell you the things that I think make us good at what we do. Time, we give it our time, we practice it. We're usually really dedicated to it and it means a lot to us. And usually to be good, we have to take some risk. We have to get out of our comfort zone just a little bit. And so I want you to think about those things you do that you're good at. Now, how can we go from good to great? It's usually those same four things, but just amped up. This is from five to 10. Now I want you to think about those four things in your relationship with Jesus and in your relationship with Highland Valley. You are a really good HV kid. How can you be great? How can you go from good to great? A good disciple to a great disciple. And I think it's still those four things, right? We have to give Jesus and give our church time. We have to come to church, maybe try a Bible study, maybe come to the journey on Wednesday night. We have to give time to our church and to our relationship with Jesus. We have to practice you know, praying and maybe picking up the Bible doesn't come naturally to everyone. And so just practice, just do it repetitively, do it over and over, do it until you're comfortable. That's going to help you go from good to great time, practice, dedication. Yeah, we can't go from good to great if we're not dedicated. And dedication means giving your time and coming and being here and watching and praying for and participating in the missions of Highland Valley. To go from good to great, you really have to love Highland Valley and be dedicated to helping it succeed and have to take a risk. I know you come to church. I know you say your prayers at night. I know you dedicate time to Jesus, but what would it look like to start a new mission, to, to join a Sunday school class, to invite someone to join you? What would it look like to get out of your church comfort zone? If we do it for, for ballet and tennis and book club, we can do it for Jesus. Y'all, baseball is hard. <laughs> ballet is hard. Guitar is hard. Kingdom work is hard. It's not going to come easy, but we can do it. You're good at it. Now, what are you going to do this week to be great at it? Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for all the talents you've given me. I pray that I can use those talents for your glory, and I pray your guidance to go from good to great. Amen.
morning. It is a joy uh, to be able to share in worship with you, whether here in person or online. Um, those of you that are online, I will be looking uh, later because I'm often my worst critic, and so usually after my Sunday afternoon meal digest, I sit and I watch the YouTube just to, just to make sure uh, uh, that um, I'm able to just be able to just hear myself and feel that anxiety for a moment, uh, but it all works out in the end. Um, a few week, couple of weeks ago, I shared that we had our catalytic converter stolen out of both of our church uh, buses and vans, and um, Highland Valley has responded once again um, with the kind of stewardship, with the kind of discipleship uh, that is needed. We, uh, we have been so blessed uh, by, by, by your generosity um, that we will be able um, to get two new, 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 not chop shop catalytic converters. We can get new. Did y'all hear me say new? The new, new catalytic converters. And we will have extra security to make sure that that doesn't happen again. So thanks be to God, the buses and van will be rolling once again and continue to do uh, the work of the food, food pantry, continue, continue to do the work of that ministry. So I just want to thank you and give praise to God for, for your, uh, your, your generosity and your stewardship um, as we continue to move forward. Um, let, us, um, let us take a moment to go to God in prayer before we read the scripture. Lord, we thank you for the many ways in life that you speak to us, that you lead us, and that you guide us, that you protect us, the many ways that you assure for us that we do not have to live life tossed to and fro, but that we can actually live life in such a way that as we walk with you and talk with you, that we're able to receive anything that is stolen back into our hearts and souls. So Lord, be with us in these days ahead. Continue to be with us on this journey. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles, you return to the Gospel according to John chapter 10. We're reading verses 7 through 10. Hear the word of the Lord. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you that I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits. But the sheep do not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I come that you may have life and have it abundantly. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Two and a half, three months ago, when the, this, sermon, this sermon series was created, 
redeemed, taking back that which we lost, I must admit that I had somewhat of an agenda. I had a plan. I had a certain way that I envisioned and I saw things. And as most of you know, if you want to make God laugh, make a plan. Because it is always at those moments where you realize that there is a God and you are not God. When I envisioned this series, I envisioned having worship again. I envisioned having the full, long um, communion, not rushed for 35 minutes. I envisioned doing all the things that we used to do. Let me be honest, I also envisioned us just not wearing masks and just coming into God's house and just swirling these things in the air. I am not God. But the thing, brothers and sisters, that I think that, that, that I really sense is happening is that we learn that even though we have thoughts and ideas and ways that we perceive things to happen, there are things that God gives us the right word for the right moment for the right time. I am a person whose my theology of worship and, and, and preaching is that it is vital and essential that worship is not just an a intellectual exercise that makes us think about God or feel better about God, but I believe that the role of worship and the world role of proclamation of God's word demands that it has to be practical. There has to be some component of something that is said or something is, that is done that you will be able to apply to your daily walk, a way that you would be able to apply it from day to day. Most of you that know the rules of Robert's Rules of Order, there's this thing called uh, a moment of personal privilege. And that's what happened with the hymns that were selected earlier this morning. These are hymns that, that, that I grew up hearing and I grew up singing, but it's also a catchy tune. So that when you, if you get that song in your spirit, it can really help you through the week. As you vacuum, you could just rock back and forth and go, leave me. And then you can bring it back, God, along the way. You know, it, 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 I mean, it, it's just one of those things mama used to sing around the house, especially having to put up with me. She often had to sing while washing dishes. Leave me, guide me. Along the way, now, now we got a couple of couple of uh, sisters and brothers. We have a sister and a brother in Christ that are, are chuckling extra hard because I was their pastor at St. Paul, uh, Marmel, and so she is laughing because she knew how I was as a young man <laughs> and knew those songs that my mama had to sing. But if if you get those songs in your in your spirit this week, it it can help you. It can give you a moment of reprieve. 
Maybe you should try it after you get a notification on your phone that how many cases we have in Arkansas. Maybe after you did it, you may need to hum that tune. Lead me, guide me. Or maybe you see it and you may have to sing, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless God's holy name. In the midst of bad news, that is our opportunity to bless the Lord anyhow. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith here at Highland Valley. We've transitioned from, from children and youth to one, 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 to one area of the church to the other, but we're going to consecrate it for the glory of God right now. Even though we're not clear and, and don't know how we're going to navigate uh, ministry for children and youth, we got the kind of faith that we believe in God to bless the building and know that whatever we can do, we're going to be a blessing to the Lord. That is because, brothers and sisters, just like in the scripture, what I love about the Gospel of John is John is known as the I Am Gospel. Jesus taught with parables. Jesus not, did not use Hebrew, Aramaic, or Greek in order, well, actually, he probably did use that language, but, but Jesus didn't always use big and fluffy words in order to help us know more about God. He will say, I am the good shepherd. He will say, I am the way, truth, and the life, so that it, in, in our ways to fully understand God, it's not always with big and fluffy words, but it's in practical ways. It, it, it is when we know that we are lost that we know we need a shepherd. So Jesus gave us all of this language, and the writer of the Gospel of John in particularly does that uh, for us. And so what does that mean for us today? This passage of scripture helps us to be able to be thoughtful and prayerful about how do I live as a believer in Jesus Christ? How do I live as a disciple of Jesus Christ? Am I living life going from one moment to the next or am I living life in the fullness? Here Jesus points out the reality that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. There are always things that come into our lives that come or at least attempt to kill, steal, and destroy our joy. There are always things. Lord have mercy. It, it, there are always people that can come to kill, steal, and destroy our joy. There are always those things. That, that, that's just a part of life. Because the thief doesn't leave you alone because you've decided you really want to walk closer with Christ. The, the thief does not leave you alone 
because you want to walk closer to Jesus. Sin doesn't take a break because we want to be better Christians. No. The more we want to be like Jesus, the more there will be things to come to try to kill, steal, and destroy our joy. We can't let anything steal, kill, or destroy our joy. We can't let masks steal, kill, and destroy our joy. We can't let um, having worship online kill, steal, or destroy our joy. It doesn't matter if you're worshiping here or you're worshiping in your bunny slippers. The only thing that matters is are you worshiping? The writer of the book, From Good to Great, by a businessman, John Collins, very popular book, he, he states at the very beginning that there are three things, Crystal, not, not four, but I really like your list of four, but John Collins says there are three things um, that's needed to move from, from, from great businesses, from good businesses to great business, from good life into to the great life. He says, one, you need disciplined people. Second, you need disciplined thoughts. And thirdly, he says you need disciplined actions. Now, 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 now let's, let's gospelize this. Let's put this in relation to our walk with God. I believe that we are called to have to be disciplined disciples we are called to have a disciplined prayer life and thirdly, have a disciplined faith. Discipline, not a regiment, not a order that guides anything and everything and that, that is important. But I know many of us are, are, are rule, rule followers and, and a lot of us take joy in being able to check our boxes. I, I, I do. I do. A few of us are. But there comes a point in your life, there comes a point in our walk with God that it's, it's more than just checking off your box. Have you prayed? Have you read your Bible? Have you done this? Have you done that? That is not the discipline of life. That is not what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. At some point, you move beyond your to-do list and you move beyond checking boxes to the point that it becomes a relationship, that it comes to a point that, you know, I came to a point in my life, even as a pastor, even as a, as a church leader, where I just prayed over my meals, and there was just a void because there was not enough prayer in my life. I didn't, my relationship with Jesus, not that, not that Jesus would just cover my meals, but that Jesus could cover my whole life. So it called me to pray more. And it was not out of a desire to check a box that I prayed more, but it was out of a desire, it is out of a longing for a dear friend. In Sunday school, we talked about those dear friends that no matter how long you've been apart, whenever you get back together, you start right back over again. 
That's what it's like. Even at those moments, even where our joy may be stolen, getting back with Jesus and, and, and praying with Jesus, but also putting that faith into action with, with good works and, and, and good loving kindness and care for others, that is a way, that is the opening way that we can move from living a good life to living a great life. Jesus uses the example of sheep as the example or as the, the analogy to describe who we are as disciples and who we can be as Christians. Sheep. Some are bold enough to just honestly tell you the truth and say that sheep are pretty dumb. And as disciples, we have to be honest. And say, you know, sometimes we look over our life and we can say, you know what, God? That was pretty dumb. Like sheep. We can eat ourselves lost. Sheep are nearsighted, meaning that they can't see far away. <laughs> so in our walk with Jesus Christ, we can... We can only see what's in front of us. But we try to try to plan the, the longer vision. But, but our vision is only just so short in comparison to God. Sheep, if you're not careful, they will eat themselves lost. I'm a city boy. I've never raised sheep. But that's just what I've heard. A sheep can be just so focused on the greenest piece of grass that they will eat their way away from the flock and away from the shepherd. Doesn't that sound like many of us? Aren't there times in our lives, sisters and brothers, where we've just done our own thing, we've just, we've just eaten ourselves and into a place where we feel stranded and alone? Are there times in our lives, sisters and brothers, where, 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 where like sheep we have gone astray, but we've been in need of a shepherd? Aren't there times that we need to be reminded that the Lord is our shepherd? And that because the Lord is our shepherd, we shall not want that he lead us to the green pastures, leads us besides the still water, and that leads us to, to restore our soul. He leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though we walk through the valley and the shadow of pandemic, or even death, we know that the Lord is with us, that his rod and, and his staff is co it covers us, and that we can dwell on a computer screen or we can dwell in the house of the Lord. Our living rooms can become a place of worship and our, our, the house of God can become a place of worship and we will be there all the days of our life. 
when we let the shepherd lead us. When we move out of the way, when we don't listen, when we don't let the things that kill, steal, and control, our, destroy our joy become the main voice in our life, when we understand the shepherd's voice. Jesus said in verse 7 through 10, I am the gate. I'm going to let you in and out into good pasture. But there's another point in the text where Jesus says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus says, in verse 11, he goes on to say, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. And the sheep, watch this, they know my voice. So we don't have to look lost and confused all the time because at the voice of Jesus, we get clarity. As many of you know, I spent two or three days out, out of Little Rock. I went on a retreat in Minneapolis, St. Paul with some good friends and colleagues of mine, but it placed me in a situation that I had to arrive into my apartment at 12.30 midnight. And so many of you know that in our family we have a four pound chihuahua. Vicious, vicious animal. From your ankles down, she can tear you up. And so when she heard me jingling the keys, she just barked and wanted everybody to know something's going on, something is going on. But as I came around the corner into the bedroom and I said, Shelby, I'm home. That evil, vicious dog. Telling you, I wish I took a video. Her ears pulled back when she heard my voice and saw me. And that vicious snarl turned into uh, somewhat of a smile. She's not going <laughs> to smile too much. But you know what? I thought about that. When I hear the voice of Jesus, my anxiety and my stress and my worry goes down when I hear my shepherd. When I hear my shepherd, my, my ears fall back and I can breathe and say, I don't know how he's going to fix it this time, but I know that he will. I'm like one of the old songs of the Church of God in Christ that said, I'm going to live so God can use me any way, Lord, any time. When I hear his voice, I stand at attention because I know where he leads me. There is life. There's not just a good life, but there is life more abundantly. Not more stuff, but life more abundantly, or as other versions say, 
light in the fullness. In the fullness. In the fullness. We can live not just a good life, but we can have a great life in the midst of a pandemic. Because my God is not limited by clock and time. While the world is saying, you have less, you have more to worry about, my God says, just hear my voice and go with me. I will lead you. I will take you to places that you've never imagined. Because like he told Paul, my grace is sufficient in your time of weakness. Thanks be to God. Amen. We open up the doors of the church and invite you to rededicate your life to Jesus Christ or come and be a part of this great worshiping community of Highland Valley. Let us stand in response to God's word. And share in our affirmation of faith then the next hymn we will sing is the hymn of commitment, a hymn that we all know, Savior, like a shepherd leads. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead, he ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From this he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life forever. prepare to sing our last hymn, I'm going to ask that immediately after we sing uh, this last hymn that we go over into our gym. I know that's not indicated on our, on our bulletin, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like Peyton Manning. I'm quick to call the audible. So we're going to call the audible. Omaha. Omaha. We're going uh, to go immediately uh, after we sing the song. We're going to gather and we'll have a blessing of this space where our children can grow in their faith and grow in their discipleship as young disciples of Jesus. So immediately after our, our closing, we want to invite all, all of you to come. I think, I think we've got enough to have a sandwich for everyone. We can even get a, get a sandwich for you, Sister Deborah. We can, we can, get, we can get you. She, she, can she have two? No, she cannot have two. I am not her pastor. When I was a pastor, I would give her two plates whenever she wanted. 
but she, she is, I am not a pastor. We can work that out if you want to. No, you, can, you know you can have whatever you want, Sister Deborah. Now you know I'm scared of you. So now everybody is going to be gathered around you and saying, well, why is he so scared of you? And I want you to tell the truth about all them days that we sang in the choir at St. Paul Marmel and how you treated me. Confession is good for the soul. Y'all, let us sing with joy this great song of the church. And there's another great chorus there that you, you may need to get in your spirit this week. You know, you may just need to walk around. They may think you're crazy at your house and sing, Blessed Jesus. Blessed Jesus. That's another good one. So let us sing, if you like a shepherd leader. Anyone who wants to rededicate their life to Jesus Christ, give me your hand, but give God your heart.
Amen. So I'm going to do a little logistics. Um, if you kind of mark, mark about halfway in the sanctuary, if you're like in these first few rows, we'll ask that you'll go out that way to the gym. And if you're in those back rows, if you'll go to the back, back uh, doors and go, um, go out that way to the gym. I feel like I'm a flight attendant since I've just been on a line. We have two exits, two in the back and two in the front. <laughs> Let's go, everybody. Let's just go. 